there, this is astrologer DK Brainerd, and you're listening to the Stars for the People podcast for the week of June 7th, 2010, here on EmpowerRadio.com, empowering you. We're going to talk about the new moon in Gemini that arrives Friday night. Also, Mars changes signs. Mars finally moves out of, Vir- or out of Leo after seven months and into the sign of Virgo. And Mercury changes signs finally after a long, long time in the sign of Taurus. All that and much, much more coming up. You know, first I'd like to invite you, if you haven't already, and there will be a link to this on the homepage over at wordsforthepeople.com, to check out the June Astrology Forecast, Part 1, the June Video Astrology Forecast, Part 1, is now posted on the Empower Radio website, on my page on the Empower Radio site, and um, Alex Hooker and Michael Payne uh, have just come on board to help us out with video projects, and I think they did a fabulous job. We're uh, reporting live from the Packard Motors factory, the largest abandoned building in Detroit, which um, is a town of abandoned buildings. It's a very cool thing, so please come and check it out, and lots of useful information on the extremely intense astrology that's coming up here in the month of June. So we start out the week with Mars changing signs from Leo to Virgo on uh, on Monday morning today, June 7th. And this is an interesting energy shift if solely for the fact that Mars has been in Leo since October. And Mars has been retrograde for a lot of that time. And, and after the retrograde, slow in motion, which tends to bring out a planet's bad side when it's retrograde or when it's moving slow. And of course, as we talk about frequently here, all transits have their useful, um, you know, their, their uses. But um, and you have to excuse me if I'm stumbling over my words. The, new, the baby kept me up until 5.30 this morning. And I, I did go to sleep for a while. Um, this morning and tried to take a nap this afternoon, but you know, I'm not the rock star I used to be as far as staying up late at night. So the information's there, but it it may, uh, may be a little bit garbled in transmission. Um, so when a, when a planet is retrograde or moving slowly or stationary, it tends to withhold its good properties. And, For a lot of that time with Mars and Leo, especially in 2010, that was the case. And and probably you Leos out there, and those of you who have a lot of planets or points in Leo, have really felt the pace pick up in the last two weeks as Mars started moving up toward his normal cruising speed. But Mars now shifts into Virgo, which in my opinion is actually a pretty good place for Mars. Um, Mars is the principle or the archetype of aggression, of anger, of ego drives, and Mars does better when he has some structure. And so the Earth signs, um, and especially with Mars, I think Capricorn and Virgo, give Mars that kind of structure and that kind of focus. And with Mars and Leo, you know, there's definitely this focus on... um, what are the ways that we're not allowing ourselves to fully be ourselves, which is Leo's mission in life, shine like the sun, right? But as Mars moves into Virgo, we're going to, wherever Virgo is in your chart, um, you're going to have 
this sort of ability to be very focused and um, and to drive toward what needs to get done because Virgo is always interested in doing what needs to be done in order to make things more orderly, more efficient, and ultimately um, to heal things. Virgos especially are going to find this energy to your liking. You've had Mars in your 12th house, for which is the house of that the ancients called the house of self-undoing. Um, the house of the deep unconscious mind. So, you know, you've had that going on since October. Again, that can be a very useful transit in the sense that Mars has been getting you in touch with the ways that you sabotage yourself and the ways that you, um, you know, the, the psychological patterns that operate beneath the surface of consciousness that tend to trip you up and keep you from getting what you want. So, in probably a psychologically or emotionally sort of painful way, Mars has been helping you out. But as Mars moves into the first house, Virgos are definitely going to, you know, enjoy that change of pace quite a bit. I think Aquarians are also going to really like this shift. So Aquarians, you've had Mars in your seventh house of relationships for the last seven months. And Mars in the seventh house, as I, wrote, as I write in this week's Aquarius um, horoscope, can either manifest as you being angry at your partners or, you know, your enemies or just the people that you run into, or it can manifest in projected form as other people being angry and aggressive toward you. And Aquarians and, and uh, Aquarius rising people probably had a little bit of both going on. So you're also going to, you know, more than likely like this shift. And then I'd say Taurus as well. Um, Taurus, you've had Mars in your fourth house, which is home, family, your emotional um, center, your feeling of security or groundedness, you know, feeling at home in your own skin and feeling at home on the planet. And with Mars in your fourth house for the last seven months, and, and Taurus has been, you know, just really um, going through all sorts of changes over the last few months. So, You've had Mars in the fourth house sort of bringing your family patterns to light and making you conscious of, of the way that you play out your parents' neuroses and your parents' anger and, and your parents' resentment and your parents' um, dissatisfaction and, and, you know, the dreams that they weren't able to accomplish and the resulting frustration. Mars has been showing you how that plays out in your own life. And then at the same time, Taurus has had Mercury retrograde, you know, and then Mercury again moving slowly forward through your sign. So Mercury in your sign and, and whoever whoever you are, whatever sign, when you have Mercury in your sign, Mercury is the archetype of thought and the rational mind. And Mercury is going to be telling you about the ways you talk about yourself, both inside your head and outside your head, and how that affects the reality that you're creating. So Taurus has also had that going on. Um, that's the, the, the other big planetary shift this week is that Mercury finally moves out of Taurus and into Gemini. So Mercury, which has been in Taurus for weeks and weeks and weeks, um, I, I believe about nine weeks, finally changing signs. And as Mercury moves into Gemini, that really ramps up the mental atmosphere for all of us. So um, Mercury's home sign, one of his two home signs, is Gemini. And when a planet's in his own sign, that planet can sort of act. Ideally, it can act at its best potential. And 
you know, one of the, the potential downsides of, of Mercury and Gemini is kind of being all over the place, attention deficit disorder, being interested in so many things and just having to talk about it and, and, you know, thoughts coming in. I've got to look that up. I've got to follow that up. I've got to call so-and-so to uh, discuss that thing we were talking about. You know, but the positive thing is that Mercury's at home there and there's a, a big interplay of ideas and information that can be very useful to us, um, no matter what sign you are. Uh, usually having a planet in its own sign is usually always going to be preferable to the opposite scenario, for the most part. Um, one of the things that this does also is it accentuates the energy of the new moon that's happening late Friday night in the Eastern time zone, early Saturday morning. Um, actually, that is early Saturday morning, so 7.15 a.m., and that's in the 22nd degree of Gemini, so new moon in Gemini. Remembering that new moons are always the end of an old cycle, the beginning of a new cycle. So wherever Gemini is in your chart, it's time to um, you know, pay attention to what you've outgrown in that area of your life. And it's a nice time, especially with Mercury moving into Gemini and accentuating that energy, to use your mind to research, talk about, discuss what is the new energy that I'd like to put in place in the coming year in this part of my life. So just as an example, um, for Virgos, Gemini is your 10th house your solar 10th house and it may be in a different place in your natal chart so you'll want to know where that is as well but um, for Virgos this new moon will be in your 10th house it represents an opportunity to shift out of some old career patterns or some old ways of defining yourself as a public person and move into um, you know open up to some new energy that wants to come in there some new ways of thinking about yourself of defining yourself as a public person and for all of us, that's the way we, we like to treat these new moons, is becoming aware, allowing ourselves to become aware of what's the old energy in this area of my life that, you know, it's time to let go of. And then, it, it, to the best of my knowledge at this point, in tuning into my intuition and listening to my, my spirit and meditating and reflecting, you know, and with Gemini energy, there's a lot more... Um, sense of discussion and of looking things up on the internet and looking and you know reading books and informing oneself gemini is the ultimate sign of information processing and then saying you know to the best of my ability i'm going to be open to something new and better that wants to come in now this new moon you know it's such a fascinating time and um i just want to put a plug in for let's be realistic about the time that we're living in right now because if you're walking along telling yourself that this time is just like any other time and why am I feeling this way why am I feeling depressed or overwhelmingly sad or suddenly violently angry or full of righteous indignation or wrath you know feeling despairing wondering what the hell I'm doing here and and how did we get here and you're telling yourself, you shouldn't be having those feelings. This is just another day. Um, you know, what's wrong with me? I need to get a grip. That That's a very unhealthy place to be. Because the energy that we're in right now, and this will just continue to accelerate throughout the month of June, 
is the similar energy to the time at the end of the Roaring Twenties and and going into the Great Depression, and then again, um, you know, the energy of the mid sixties would be another good sort of benchmark for this energy, which is we're in a time of great world upheaval, of revolution, of transition, of the forces of sort of conservatism, and I don't mean that in a political way, this isn't to malign any political party or anything like that, but the forces of, um, you know, that resist change and that want to hold on to the old ways because they're invested in the power that they've gained from the old ways and the old paradigm, trying to repress and, and crush out these progressive changes that are uprising. You know, and in the middle of all this, we have the Earth, which is our planet, who, you know, is alive, is a live being who's also reacting to the energy of the times and to our emotional energy. And, you know, I believe that oil is the blood system of the earth and you know so right now we have mother earth just sort of gushing blood and and you know by something that we did whether it was you know intentional and i don't believe it was intentional but something that we created and arguably out of a sense of greed and of not knowing when to stop and not knowing when to say enough is enough and um you know so we have these reactions from the earth as well that we're being forced to come to terms with and to say, what is our response to this going to be? Am I going to go into paralysis and fear and shut down? Am I going to be angry and blame other people and, you know, project my feelings of guilt and resentment and hurt and sadness and disappointment onto the Muslims or Obama or the Republicans or British Petroleum or whoever it is and you know thereby continue to exacerbate the problem or am I going to really look inside and get still and find out what my soul wants me to do at this point and choose a creative response and you know in one sense it's easy for me to sit here and say say to you you know and and write what comes through me for each week's horoscopes um, over at wordsforthepeople.com if you've somehow stumbled on this podcast without knowing about my free weekly horoscopes or Google me, DK Brainerd. You know, in one sense it's easy to sit here and say that, but at the same time, we need to we need to be allowing of the feelings that we have you know, and, and whenever there's this much change happening in sort of this compressed a time period, it's going to bring up major, major emotional stuff. And, you know, I'm in the process of, of working on um, a program that I'm going to release hopefully in the next six weeks or so. Um, it, it's maybe the thing that I'm most excited about that I've that I've been working on over the last few years and, and also um, time to coincide with the launch of the new version of the website. So a lot of changes coming up in, in the next few weeks. But one of the things that I'm increasingly tuned into is, you know, I feel like there is this spiritual 
um, the spiritual sort of brand of teaching that is going around that I've bought into to some extent and, and partly because there's validity in it, but that basically says, you know, we don't have to deal with the things of the earth and we don't have to deal with the emotions that are inside of us. All we need to do is get inspired and pay attention to our thoughts, you know, and if we think positive thoughts, then the whole world is going to change and we're going to be living in paradise. And it's very seductive, you know, so there's very, all these programs going around and, and, you know, I would say in some ways that's a foundation of new age thinking. It's, it's also very Christian in a lot of ways. If you pay attention to the subtext, including the guilt that goes along with, um, you not being one of the positive, happy people that are on the spiritual high. And, the reason it's so seductive is that it's based in truth, but in my opinion, it's not the whole truth. And the whole truth is, or, or a bigger part of the truth, is that we are here to have an experience with the earth. And we're here to have an experience on the earth. We grew out of the earth in this time-space dimension that we're inhabiting. However illusory it is in the big picture quantum physics, you know, Buddhist scheme of things. We came here for a reason. And there's a reason that we are inhabiting flesh and blood bodies. And there's a reason that we have an emotional body and we have all of these emotional experiences and we have emotions. And to try to jump out of that and say, well, that's not spiritual to feel this anger and this hurt and this despair that's surging through me. In my opinion, that's a really dangerous teaching that is has not led us anywhere good and will not lead us anywhere good in the long run. Now, the opposite saying, you know, and ar- you could argue that um, traditional talk therapy, psychotherapy falls victim to this, as do a lot of, um, you know, other brands of, of what is called healing in quotes which is I'm going to wallow in the emotions of the past and I'm going to, you know, just glory in how depressed and how messed up I am, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm really going to get into like how angry I am at my mother and my father for the way that they treated me or didn't treat me. You know, that as always, we're trying to find the middle way or we're trying to find the third way beyond the apparent polarities. But I do feel that it's really important at this time that we acknowledge our feelings, you know, and when I see what's going on in the Gulf with the oil covered pelicans and, you know, the dolphins that, uh, you know, and the the other sea life and, and think about the fishermen and, you know, having lived in Louisiana, lived and loved in Louisiana for five years and, the, and everybody else affected by this and, and the effects that it'll have on the world, it makes me feel really sad. You know, it makes me feel like I just got punched in the gut and I want to do something about it. I want to change it. And I'm angry at the people who, you know, whose greed sort of allowed this to happen. And then I, you know, I have these feelings of guilt about my own consumerism, etc. And whatever feelings you're having as a response to the immense pressure that we're all under as a world with this just epical astrology that we're in, it's very important to acknowledge those feelings. 
and you know that's where I, I usually get to about 20 minutes and wrap it up and I feel like maybe that's a pretty good stopping point um, I do believe that the way forward is inward and downward in the sense that for us to evolve in a meaningful positive way we're not going to do that by escaping into quote the light quote um, we're going to do that by doing what we came here to do which is acknowledging all of ourselves acknowledging our soul energy as well as the spiritual energies and I'm going to go into this at greater length in the um, the art of manifesting prosperity piece that I'm working on which will be multimedia again I'm super excited about it so stay tuned for that but in the meantime you know be with your emotions don't wallow in them but um, there are lots of ways of working through them from yoga to um, qigong or energy work to journaling you know to taking a long walk to singing or chanting um, talking about it with somebody you know there are lots of ways of being present to your emotions that enable you to release that energy because again negative emotions in the present are always based on uh, a past emotional energy that has not cleared our system that's gotten stuck in the system if there is nothing to resonate to uh, we wouldn't be feeling those emotions whatever they are so if it's anger if there was not anger trapped in your emotional body then whatever is happening for the first time would not cause that anger um, you know you'd not feel the same level of anger so let's let's feel our feelings and then let's let's do our best to move on into something creative and I do believe that this new moon in Gemini um, it has the potential to there's going to be a lot of information flying around so this area of the zodiac where the new moon hits on Saturday is an area that resonates to 9-11 that also resonates to um, the the market collapse in 2008 in the fall of 2008 the start of the current recession or depression whatever you want to call it I don't expect um, you know anything on the scale of another terrorist attack although it's interesting what's been going on um, in the Middle East with the confrontation between the Israeli government and the peace flotilla you know that's that's this this cycle of energy always seems to activate that um, the violence and, and anger in the Middle East but I think what we're going to be experiencing with this new moon is there's going to be a lot of very loaded information flying around and what we want to try to do is you know not ignore the information because some of that may be useful um, and as far as crafting our response but really use this energy to, to get informed not by corporations or special interest groups that are trying to sell you on their agenda so that they get your energy and they get your power you know because they're getting high on that in some way but inform yourself you know first by looking within and then by gathering whatever data can help you make an informed decision and then we need to communicate with the people around us and communicate our agenda which is we're not going to win by fighting the power we're not going to win by feeding into the machine whichever machine it is we're talking about by feeding into the system the way we're going to win is by resolutely flexibly steadfastly 
innovatively, progressively, creating passionately, creating the world we want to live in. Until next week, I hope you found this useful and enjoyable. This is astrologer D.K. Brainerd saying, May you go with the stars. I've seen the best minds of my generation Refuse to take their medication Your electroshocks, your chemical pills mm, Ain't gonna cure what ails us And I've seen the best minds of my generation Washing windows